Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NBA. Trying to get it in as Young fell down. Got it into Gallinari on the drive against Hardaway. Off balance. Short. Rebound. Hits the floor. Horn sounds. Game over. And the Mavericks have come from 13 points down in the third quarter and nine points down at the start of the fourth to beat the Atlanta Hawks tonight, 118-117. to 117. Irving. Handling, run a high screen, slits defenders, go to the rim. Underneath with a reverse, and it's good for Kyrie Irving. Montrez, shot and gamer, just about sink for the tie. LeBron ties it at 105. We have no problem playing the national anthem at all. I stand for the national anthem. My hand is always over my heart. We've supported the National Flag Foundation and done work with them. That isn't the issue at all. The, the real issue is how do, you, how do you express the voices of those who feel the anthem doesn't represent them or causes them consternation? All right, news and highlights from around the league. In that montage, you heard multiple games, the one that matters to Jazz fans the most. The Lakers found a way to win again. They beat the Thunder in overtime. That's three straight overtime victories. LeBron had to hit a big shot to get him to overtime with about 20 seconds to go. P.K., both teams were shorthanded in this one. LeBron just doesn't let them lose. I mean, we can go through a lot of different things, but LeBron doesn't let them lose. Who was the Thunder short? I don't, I don't follow them enough to know that they were missing guys. Yeah, they were missing uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. So oh, he's a their man. leading scorer. He has an, uh, a knee injury. And Anthony Davis and Alex Caruso were out for the Lakers. Yeah, they were. LeBron finishes with 25 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds, and they got 20 out of Montrez Harrell as well. So, Lakers win. They keep rolling. Also, the Clippers beat the Timberwolves 119-112. to Carl Anthony Towns is back. He had tested positive for COVID and been out for a long time. But he's back in the lineup. Kawhi went for 36 there to make sure the Clippers get the W. Also heard the end of the Mavericks-Hawks game. Luka Doncic with a triple-double. 28 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. And they came from 13 down to win that one. Trey Young upset. That looked like an elbow to the face at the end of the game. I get why he was upset. Incidental contact. Okay. Incidentally, it was his face. Well, then you are at odds with Jeff Van Gundy. I am. (laughs) Oh, That's all right. I'm at odds with Stan Van Gundy on his social stances, so it's okay to be that way. Nuggets blow out the Cavaliers, 133-95. to Paul Millsap had 22 in that one. The Suns beat the Bucks 125-124. We're going to see Milwaukee here pretty quickly. Giannis Antetokounmpo had a big game, and but had a shot to win it right at the end. Missed the shot, and so this victory goes to the Phoenix Suns, who are playing well, sitting in fourth place in the West. Antetokounmpo had 47 points and 11 rebounds in the game. Big night for him. But he missed the game. But yet, in that situation, if I'm Phoenix, I am perfectly content with him shooting a, a, a shot that is above 15 feet. And that's with, what Devin Booker There's only said. like two and a half seconds to go. And that's just not his game. And you got Middleton, who's a much better shooter. There would have been like three or four guys that I would have preferred if I'm Milwaukee 
to take that shot than Antetokounmpo. Taking a perimeter shot, he's athletic as all get out. We all know that. Phenomenal player. But simply shooting a jump shot from like 15 to 18 feet with the game on the line, yeah, if I'm the opponent, I'm perfectly fine with that. He finished with 47 points, but how often do we see 47-point games with zero three-pointers? He was 0 for 4 from the three-point line. I don't think there are many guys in the league these days who get to 47-point output without making a three-pointer. Probably not. All right, you heard uh, Mark Cuban there. And PK, if you're explaining, you're losing. He can explain a lot of things about how much he likes the anthem, but people just, I think all they hear is, you weren't playing the anthem. And the NBA reiterating its longstanding policy that all teams will play the national anthem. So the Mavericks are playing it again. They hadn't had fans there. They weren't playing the anthem. Uh, It sounds, I mean, Cuban didn't name names, but it sounds like some of his players don't like it, and so he wasn't doing it. And now he can explain a lot, but I think the league office is dealing a lot with the pandemic, and they're like, we we can't deal with this, too. Just play the anthem. Uh, Sure, but yeah, I mean, they, they, they dealt with it over the summer, and the pandemic was going on then, too. If you have convictions... I don't understand the convictions. Has anything changed? If you listen to some people, we've gotten worse. We're more racist. There's 75 million people who are recorded as racist. And and, and so now everything's better? I, I To me, it doesn't really make any sense. If you've got convictions, stand up for them, or in this case, kneel down for them. You're just going to give in? But is that, that That's what you're telling the NBA that, that they should do? I think he's saying he's being a good partner. I'm asking you, should they, the, the NBA just give in? You know, I just don't think they should have started down that path in the first place. Because you're going with symbolism. It's just going to irritate people. And people are going to scream at each other. And it's not going to resolve anything. Nothing and resolves so- anything. People are screaming <laughs> at each other all the time. Well, we got Today and, and at the Capitol, we'll have people screaming at each other. And then and, and your networks will broadcast it for hours on end. I just think if people are going to storm the Capitol and push the cops aside and go in and wave Confederate flags, there's some racism out there. I no don't know. How, I don't know what else to tell you. If you're waving a Confederate flag, I don't think I was asking flag. you to tell me that. <laughs> you <laughs> okay? <laughs> That's obvious. <laughs> so you have to do something about it. I don't want to just accept that, but I don't think that having this battle over the national anthem addresses that. It seems tangential at best. Okay, I don't have any problem with that. But if you have a conviction, why did they go away from it? That's what I'm asking. I mean, they had this big conviction in the summer, right? You saw plenty of them. In fact, if you stood, you were the anomaly. It was a big issue. It was, and you made news. We can name the three or four people. Was it Miles Leonard and Jonathan Isaac and Coach Popovich, or three that stood off the top of my head? And I'm not sure there was many more. So clearly. The overwhelming sentiment was to kneel, right? And life went on. I watched every game that I could. Certainly watched all the jazz games and all that stuff. And I, I, my, I don't understand if you had that conviction. Whether I agree with your conviction or not, I'm not. That's not the point. You had this strong conviction, and now, what has changed? That you no longer have this conviction. 
I think they have the conviction. I don't. Well, well, not, I can't well, speak. You don't for have the conviction right. to kneel. I mean, <clears throat> right. Uh, but at what point is there diminishing returns from that? You know, you get it calls attention to the problem. You feel like it gets results early on, but at some point, that isn't what's getting results anymore. I mean, what results do you want, and what is going to get the results you want? So the give conviction up. You have. I don't think giving up will get the results you want either. You probably need to alter your approach. But what does that alteration look like? You know, I don't. I don't know that anybody has the answer to that. But I think the NBA's answer is, I don't. Even if they don't know what it is, it isn't that. Well, then why was it that in the summer? Different time, different place. You have to announce there's a problem. But at some point, you've announced there's a problem. Now, what are you going to do to solve the problem? Announcing, continuing to, to announce, hey, there's a problem, doesn't solve the problem. You have to go do something to solve the problem. I don't think the NBA was announcing that there was a problem, though. I mean, we knew that the players there was a problem want, the for players, years. Sure, but the players wanted to, so they worked with them on that. But I think at some point, everyone can agree, there's diminishing returns to that. And it's not solving any of the problems true. Jazz first round draft pick Udoka Azubuike left the game on a stretcher at the start of the G League. The uh, Wizards opened their G League season and he was stretchered off the floor in the fourth quarter. He went up for a shot, landed on the foot of an opponent Amari Spellman of the Erie Bayhawks. He Uh immediately grabbed his right ankle and they stretchered him off the court. So that doesn't sound good. I was watching the game. It was on NBA TV in the middle of the afternoon. Make you squeamish. It looked that bad. Yeah, it was not pretty. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure. You, you rarely, I mean, he's such a large human being to begin with, right? And so uh, anytime somebody, somehow, if the bigger you are, when that happens, it, it makes it look like it's worse uh, than if it was somebody my size. And so absolutely, yeah, because I wanted to see Childs and, and Toulson play because uh, one's uh, for the Salt Lake team and Childs is for the other team. So, yeah, I was watching that. It, it's tough in those kind of types of games. I don't know what the extent of the injury is as far as how serious it's going to be. What are the long terms? I haven't heard anything. I don't know if you have. I have not. Uh, but uh, They have not it, announced it, anything. I didn't think they had. I was looking before I went to bed. I didn't see anything. The Jazz didn't put anything out that I'm aware of. But those games are sort of hard for big guys. It seems like those things are more oriented towards the guards. NBA progressing on a plan to incorporate the slam dunk competition into halftime of the All-Star Game, March 7th, State Farm Arena in Atlanta. Three-point shootout and skills competition also expected to be part of the Sunday night event. We'll hear more on that. And at some point, I would think in the next week, two at tops, we'll hear about the schedule for the rest of the season because the schedule only goes through early March and then have the All-Star Game and at some point, they're going to have to put out the second half of the schedule. I suppose they probably want to hold on to that as long as possible to see if there's more games postponed that they want to they want to work into that. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. They can have half-court shots at All-Stars if that's what they want to do, whatever they want to do. I don't have any problem, nor do I really care either way. Don't have it. It, it makes zero difference for me. But with the way the Jazz are going, I want some. <laughs> Who they playing? That second, that second half schedule has become... Uh, like the biggest thing. I'm wondering if they should do this uh, every year because it's captured my attention. Keep thinking, when are they going to put this thing out so we can look at it and, and, and examine it and 
It's crazy. I never thought I'd be in that position because I'm not a big schedule guy. You're crossing but. me up right now. I got to admit, I did not see this coming. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not PK's. When I reverence schedule, I thought, oh boy, I'm going to hear it. Not but they play who they play. But you've got a good point. Well, here's the thing: they don't play the Clippers in the second half of the schedule because you only play teams outside yeah. your division in the West three times. You play teams in the East twice, and in this shortened schedule, you're going to play three. Well, the Clippers three games are scheduled in the first half. So, assuming that these two games you know, are played as scheduled, then they won't play yeah, the Clippers yeah. again. If if something happens and they can't play one or two of them, then they will be rescheduled. But the Clippers shouldn't be part of that second half. Now, the Lakers should be. There should be two Laker games in there somewhere. And then I'm curious, league-wide, what are they going to do with makeup games? Yeah, I assume they're all going to be plugged into the second half schedule. But you're right, I'm just assuming that. I don't know and it. And so how but is I, it going to be on where along the trip are they going to do that? Because right. they got they've only got the Washington game, right? Is there others? That the Wizards are the only one they've had postponed so far. Yeah, so how are they going to put that in there? I assume uh, part Or are they going to put it in there? Well, there is that. I assume because it's just one that they'll make that up. The thing is with the 72-game season, these regional sports networks are counting on getting the full payout. And most of them, I guess, have a clause in it about 70 or 72 games. So they really kind of already decided not to play the ones that don't matter to those sports regional contracts and the big payouts. So, you know, it, it's not a big deal with the Jazz because right now it's one game. But, you know, there are other teams that have missed more than one game. Exactly. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. I think they've got to work those in. And, you know, are they going to make them play three games in three days or four and five? Because obviously they haven't done three in three days since the 99 lockout when they wanted to wedge games in. No, uh, and plus, too, once they come out with the schedule, then we'll have an idea on the postseason schedule, which exactly. is obviously extremely important. And I want to know, when does that begin? I want to start the countdown. Even though we haven't even gotten to the halfway point, it's what I said yesterday, my body clock tells me we're in the middle of February. It's and go I time. need to start thinking about playoffs and all that. Even though they've only played the 25 games, it seems like they've played more for some reason. I guess it's just because well, every year of my life when we got to this point, you're much further along in the season, and I want to see when the playoffs begin, and I'm figuring that we'll have an exact idea, if not certainly a much better, at the minimum, much better idea when the postseason actually starts. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. A light schedule, even though it's a Thursday. Uh, A couple of local games here. You got Utah playing Cal. They're in Berkeley, 4 o'clock, Pac-12 Networks. Uh, Cal's bad. 7-14 overall, 2-12 in league. But one of those two wins is against the Utes. Yeah, one of those games where the Utes had a lead and blew it and coulda, woulda, shoulda, and all that stuff. Now, Utah's gotten over 500 overall. They're 8-7. and seven. They're almost to 500 in the league. They're 5-6. and six. So can they beat Cal today? They got Stanford on the weekend. And... You know, Stanford's decent. Cal's not. So naturally, they lost to Cal and beat Stanford. Makes no sense, but hey, everything's upside down. What do you want? So we'll see if the Utes can beat Cal, and then uh, if they can do that, then worry about sweeping that trip in the Bay Area with Stanford on the weekend. Also, uh, Weber State, crazy race at the top of the big sky, and they are playing Montana, who is four and 4-6 in the league. you got a lot of two lost teams at the top of the big sky right now as a jockey for seeding in the conference tournament, assuming that happens. Got got any expectations to the Utes? Any hopes to the Utes? Or just turn the game on and see what happens because they're so wildly unpredictable. Oh, I'm certainly expecting them to win today. 
And then uh, Stanford, they've had guys in and out of the lineup. They've got to go down to Santa Cruz to play, or that's where they've been playing. So that's a screwy situation for them. So um, Stanford's better than Cal record-wise, but they're not uh, unbeatable by any stretch. And so, yeah, I'm expecting the Utes to at least split, if not sweep. Yeah. If they got swept, yeah. then I'm going to throw my hands up and <laughs> give up. Cal's 2-12. and 12. It's bad enough they lost here. They're, uh, they've won two in a row and four out of six in Pac-12 play. But after beating Stanford here and then to lose to Cal, that was, that was a weird week. Uh, and then any advice here for Utah State and for BYU? Because obviously they both have long layoffs, and you'd like to schedule a game and plug it in. We saw that in football with obviously BYU and Coastal Carolina, and we've seen it in basketball too. But they've both got the NCAA tournament, you know, strength of schedule, net rating, all that stuff to protect. And there aren't that many teams in the West they can play, and some of those teams have games scheduled. So is it worth it to go out and play some team that's, I don't know, four or seven or whatever games under 500? I mean, just playing anybody because you want a game doesn't seem to make a lot of sense given the way the selection committee works. I don't know that anybody is available, so I'd have to see who that anybody is. But you'd be choosy? Uh, Kids like to play. And I wouldn't be that concerned about net rating and this that that's your thing that's not my thing i don't speculate on that if you deserve to get in there's 64 teams that get in 68 68 actually so uh if you if you're one of the better ones you'll get in so that's i don't i'm not a children arty guy i don't look at any of that stuff kids like to play and if you can get a game go ahead and play the game if you can't don't use it as an excuse the next game if you should lose be mentally tougher than that DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I cannot take credit for any of this. We have the best coaching staff in the NFL, and we damn sure got the best players in the NFL. And anybody that says running back, all right, that was Kansas City's. We're going for two. All right, we're going for two, and we ain't stopping. We're going to keep this band together, and they know how to win. Bruce Arians as Tampa Bay celebrates their Super Bowl title. The headline seems to be that Tom Brady threw the Lombardi Trophy off a boat to another boat. His teammate Cameron Brate caught it. That was the best catch of my life, Brate said. Unbelievable. Best catch of my life. If I dropped that, I think I would have had to retire. Sounds like one of those Stanley Cup celebrations where they, they all get in the limo and they leave the Stanley Cup on the sidewalk and drive away or they throw it and it ends up at the bottom of a pool. There's all kinds of crazy weird stories about the Stanley Cup. Seems like that's what that boat parade devolved into. Okay. What was that? Bruce Aarons was swearing there? I couldn't figure out what was beeped out. Uh, I don't know exactly what was beeped out. Yach, did you beep it out or did it come in beeped out? I know what he said because of the filtered quote and it's a certain uh, reference to a certain function. Okay then. Well, well- Longtime Houston, Texas president James Roots has resigned his position with the team, continuing a massive overhaul inside the franchise. Roots reported he did not like the direction the Texans organization with executive VP Jack Easterby was going. Roots' input on a new GM hire was not valued or counted, prompting him to leave after a 20-year run in Houston. And we we know franchises get messed up, PK, and you can usually see it in the in the win-loss record, and they get down and they stay down. They don't go through the normal cycles we expect. But this is... Uh, this is a spectacular soap opera here in the Texans front office. What are they doing? And I don't think the Houston Texans have been down that much. 
They haven't. They know they've playoff. been a playoff team right up yeah. until, but it's starting with the uh, trade of their star wide receiver, and then the coach is out, and then the quarterback is saying he wants out. The president is resigning. I mean, guys, get it together. But you're right; they weren't coming off a string of four and twelves. They hadn't been making playoff runs, but they'd been in. Well, I mean, two years ago they won ten games and won their division. Yeah. And this isn't like NBA where winning your division really, who cares? I mean, there's, you take away 2020, which was a screw year. They're 4-12. 2019, I think they won 10. And 2018, I think they won 11. They kept getting quarterbacks hurt at the time of the postseason. So uh, that was that was unfortunate there. But, yeah, this is, this is quite the deal as far as the shakeup goes. Yeah. Four playoff trips for them since uh, 2015, but now shaking everything up. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Ah, the hot stove league. We got to trade PK. The Red Sox moving Andrew Benintendendi to the Kansas City Royals. A three-team trade also involved the Mets. He was the final member of the outfield trio that helped Boston win their most recent World Series title. Yeah, left field. Uh, it's really s- remarkable to see the Red Sox go through a rebuilding. Usually these big money franchises that sell out every game, which obviously Boston does and has a great fan base. You don't see that. You see Kansas City doing that on the other end of it. But that's what we've got here with Boston. Nelson Cruz re-ups with the Twins one year, $13 million. Cruz is 40 now, but he's been playing well for the Twins. He Hit 303 with 16 homers and 33 ribbies in 53 games last year, so it's about the most you're going to ask for. Home run every three games or so. So Cruz gets another $13 million and gets another year. I guess at 40, no long-term deals, right? I mean, he's going to be short-term at that point. Not unless you're Tom Brady. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Jazz are off tonight, so Joe Ingles is going to join us about uh, a little after 8.30 this morning, probably 8.35, 8.40, somewhere in there. So look forward to the Joe Ingles Show coming up. Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Jazz, will be here at 9.30 on 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone.